Welcome to the Stone Collective Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Kelly. And we are your hosts. This is episode two. The one about the feather. Okay. I've, I've got to admit, I like that jingle. I was dancing a little bit. It was weird. The dancing. Sorry. Not the jingle. Good thing it's a podcast and no one can see it. Yay for radio. Okay. So this is episode two. Let's first talk about uh, what are we going to do or what did we do? What did we do in the last, since we last recorded? Um, We went on an amazing camping adventure. Yes. Uh, And it was in a small town in Missouri, just north of a town called Marshall just near a town called Miami where there's lots of flooding going on. And we encountered many, many frogs. Yes, it was the froggiest camp out I've ever experienced. By many frogs, you had a better chance of stepping on a frog at night than you did on grass. Yeah. Frogs are so cute. So I'm glad that it was frogs and not like spiders because I would have just immediately gone home if it had been... Almost anything else, probably. So the cuteness factor of the frogs kind of saved the trip. But they are less cute at night, you know, because they're nocturnal. And then they're they're just everywhere. And they jump in your tent when you're not paying attention. And then you go to sleep, kind of, and have a wet, slimy thing oh, jump gross. on you. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then and they were jumping on our tent and like all night long and there, there were, were hundreds in the men's bathroom. Yeah, right. they had to send the conservation department out like twice a day to clear out the men's bathroom from frogs. It was bizarre. <laughs> and so if you're not aware, some of this was the result of flooding in Missouri. We've had a lot of rain, a lot of flooding. We actually took an adventure out on a uh, bridge over the Missouri River um, that was closed down. There was a highway closed down uh, due to the flooding, and there was water as far as the eye could see. Yeah, and so can we just talk about that for a minute? Because I discovered this irrational, this irrational idea, this irrational fear that my husband over here has. He was afraid to walk on the bridge going over the river because he's afraid, I don't know of what, but it's a bridge, like cars drive on it. And he was terrified of us walking on this bridge. And yet, what did you tell me that you would do? Later this, like, later this week, we were having a conversation, and you told me that you would do what? Well, I think I'd be willing to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> this makes no sense to me. You can't walk on a bridge that's like clearly built for vehicular traffic, and yet you are willing to jump out of an airplane into the abyss. I don't understand. So part of this that you have to understand is we went with some friends of ours, and we had our four children, and their uh, two girls, so we had six kids all together and anytime they got near the edge of the bridge I was just freaking out because it was probably like 2,000 feet above the water yeah but you were just freaking out even or like 60 feet just above the looking water. at us walking on the bridge I don't know Love yeah her. I had to head back early because I was having a yeah you had to go to the car yeah. because you couldn't handle it and yet you're cool to jump out of an airplane and I was okay. listening to the kids run behind me about to freak out and have yeah. a panic attack is pretty horrible actually awesome so there's some therapy coming maybe for 
for Mike. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so we're going to play a little game. That We did that. We went camping. That's pretty much all we did, I guess, right? And then we worked, and yeah. Um, we are going to play a little game. It's like a getting to know you game where we're going to like give each other some options and then for like preferences and then you're going to choose what your what your choice is. It's I, it'll it'll make more sense once we do it. All right, sounds so, good. So, as an example, coffee or tea? Definitely coffee. Yes, also coffee for me. Okay. Um thin mints or Caramel Delights, otherwise known as Samoas. I'm chuckling over here because for many years, Kelly thought my favorite Girl Scout cookie was Thin Mints. And uh, because she thought that, she would always stock up on Thin Mints come Girl Scout cookie time. But the Caramel Delights are where it's at, folks. Right. Oh, okay. So Caramel Delights is your answer? Yes. Okay. I think that's also my answer. Although I do occasionally like a good frozen I mean, I'll always like a good frozen Thin Mint, but sometimes I might prefer that. Anyway, Caramel Delights, I guess, final answer. Um, okay, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, wait, can we do that? Um, no one listens to this. Who cares? I, I think we can. Neither okay. one of us has given, neither one of them has given us an endorsement yet, so. Oh, but they might after this. <laughs> I, I'm definitely a Coke person. Okay, yeah, me too, Coke. I don't know what it is. They taste very different. Right. And Coke is the better choice, clearly. Yeah. Hopefully, we didn't offend anyone by that. Yeah. Well, we I'm are sure it won't be the first offensive thing we ever Coke say. Coke and Pepsi opportunity. Employers. Okay. Um, do you have one? Steak or chicken? <laughs> steak or chicken. That's easy. <laughs> steak. <laughs> yeah, steak. Okay. Okay, you ask me one. Um, well, maybe this is a good time to say this is totally unscripted today because we were just moved to do this. So, so scripted um, or unscripted? <laughs> scripted or unscripted? What's your preference? I don't know. We have yet to determine that. How about some notes? Okay. Like it's notes. good to have like a little bit of an outline where yeah. we're going. Okay. How about this? Um, uh, modes of transportation. What are my choices? Um, riding on a train or flying. Well, it depends. Is 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 it about the journey or is it about the destination? Because if it's about the destination, then I say flying. But if it's about the journey, then I say train. Okay, that's fair enough. What is your answer? You know, I really would love to go on a train, a long, long train ride. It just right. sounds so it's about relaxing. Even, even if there's an exciting destination at the end, it just sounds more relaxing. Okay. Nothing like standing in an airport security line, you know. Oh, that's relaxing. You have another one. Um, dogs or cats? Oh, dogs or cats? Well, you know this for me, definitely dogs. Cats just like to sit on my lap and then dig their claws into my legs. Okay, yeah, I say dogs too for me. But she loves kittens and has multiple times tried to bring a kitten into our home. One yes, time, she successfully did. What? I brought a cat to our house? Oh, this is a good time to point out that Kelly sometimes <laughs> suffers from amnesia. But yes, at our first house, she I got home from work and there was a cat in our downstairs bathroom, a little kitten <laughs> that she wanted oh, to keep. Oh, I'm remembering this now. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I forgot about that. Who doesn't love a kitten? What kind of person? Only a person with no heart. That's what I say. So... Oh, it was cute too. I I, I won't argue with that. It was cute, but 
all cute things that are kittens turn into cats that dig their claws into me. So, but Mike also doesn't like marshmallows or balloons. So, so essentially, I'm against all things fun. Joy. He hates joy. Okay, we've established that. Good. Um, okay, toilet paper over or under? Oh, yeah. I know we're in disagreement about this one. <laughs> I. It's got to be under. No, over. I will put it over because I know that that's her preference. But yeah. when you have children in the house and it is over, they can easily unravel the whole thing. Whereas if it's under, they can spin it forever and not waste a ton. But if it's, no, I it's over. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that discussion's over. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. Taco or burrito? Burrito. Well, I don't Both. know. Both. I, I, if it's going to be a taco, it's got to be a soft taco. But oh, I no. love like huge burritos. I won't name the chains. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, we are, we're only aiming for one endorsement this episode. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say taco, I think, for me. But a crunchy taco. Okay, what about salsa or guacamole? <laughs> um. I'm going to go with guacamole here. Okay. I'm I'm not a really spicy guy and salsa is too kind of unpredictable. <laughs> so, so far in this podcast, we've established that we like to walk in episode one. We told you that. And salsa is too unpredictable. So if, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm a pretty exciting guy. That's that's oh, why man. Kelly married me. That's funny. Um, I would say... I'm gonna say salsa. Salsa is my choice. Although I'll never turn down a good guacamole. Let's be honest. Okay, cake or pie? Pie. Pie. Also, why are all of these about food? I don't know. Because uh, food is delicious. That's true. Um, okay, here's one. It's not about food. Crossword puzzle or Sudoku? Sudoku. Yeah, same. Sudoku. We used to race at those. <clears throat> Yeah, but... <laughs> then we stopped. <laughs> it's better for our marriage if we don't do that. Um, okay. How about football or basketball? To watch or to play? To watch. I'm going to go with football. Me too. Although I feel like it's against my upbringing, but I'm going to go with football also. <laughs> I mean, they're both fun. I just... yeah. Football? Football's easier. It's once a week. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I agree. Predictable college football, specifically Saturdays. Yeah. There you go. You can you can set your watch by it, right? All right. Okay. Old last, Testament. Last one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old Testament or New Testament. <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to go with New Testament. Do I, do I have to give my reason for that? Yeah. I mean, I've just been reading it, and we'll probably get into this in you know a future episode. And there's just a lot of things that have happened in my life that that make the New Testament really exciting. So, is that fair? Yeah, I think the right answer is should be New Testament if there were a right answer. But I'm gonna say Old Testament because I really love it, and I really love the Psalms. So, I also really love Jesus. Don't mistake. 
that I don't. So I like a good gospel story too, but um, yeah. Okay. All right. So shall we move on? So let's get into it. So today's episode is the one about the feather. Indeed. And uh, has to do with some um, experiences, some encounters that Kelly's had this past, really started about seven months ago, right? Six? No, like a year ago, probably. A year ago? Okay. But really got heavy into it probably six or seven months ago. Yeah. So. So Kelly, tell us um, where where you want to start. You want to start with some scripture here? No. Okay. All right. Well, tell us tell us about the past year. <laughs> okay. Well, I um, was really kind of having a hard year, I guess, uh, you know, and I was going through some things and trying to sort of um, not run away from like some old hurts, some old wounds that I really hadn't ever dealt with. And, um, so, you know, when that starts to happen, things can, it just gets, it just gets hard when you start to sort of go there, uh, into some of the hard places of your heart, um, into some of those like hidden places of your heart. And so, um, so I spent a, a good deal of time of a few months, um, seeing a counselor and I was just really feeling, Oh, just kind of wounded, to be honest, and um, kind of alone. Um, I remember feeling like, you know, like I just couldn't really get close to God. And even though I was, I felt like I was faithfully trying to pursue him and be um, persistent and, you know, in doing what he was asking of me, both in prayer and then just also through like this work in therapy. Um And yet I just felt like he, I couldn't quite get close, you know, and like I could only, he was like, he was through a veil almost. And I was just really like looking for some consolation for my own heart and um, just really kind of struggling. And it was a few months of, you know, kind of that spiritual, spiritual dryness, that sort of desert or, um, you know, that place of desolation that I was kind of in. And it, it, it lasted for a few months um, where I was, you know, I was going to mass and I was going to daily mass and I was praying every day and going to adoration, I was going to confession, um, reading scripture, just really trying to be faithful, but I just couldn't, couldn't quite um, feel God in my, in my life. And um, after about, I don't know, maybe four months of that, I had this sort of breakthrough, <clears throat> which all started with, um, we listened to, I listened to the Abiding Together podcast um, with Sister Miriam James and um, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. And, you know, it's just, um, I'm sure most most people listening to this are probably listening to that as well. Um, and they were doing the women doctor, the study on the women doctors of the church, the four women doctors of the church. And the thing that really um, sort of was a game changer for me was I did, um, the way that the study was designed, it's a series of um, weeks on each doctor, and there were like accompanying scriptures, and you're you were supposed to do like Lexio Divina over one one scripture for an entire week. Do you know what Lexio Divina is, Mike Burns? Yeah, it's like reading and meditating on the same like short passage over and over again. 
Right. Yeah. It's just like a good way to sort of like be in the word. So being really mindful and reading it slowly and trying to like pray with pray with the word, pray with the scripture. And this was the first time I've done Lexio Divina before lots of different times, but this was maybe the first time that I had stuck with a passage for a series of days. Um, usually if I'm doing Lexio Divina, it's like I do it over the daily readings or something. So it's just like one prayer time. And I don't come back to that often. I just sort of like glean what I can that one time and then move on. Um, but in this case, it was like over and over again, the same passage. And um, through that, I really felt like God sort of broke back into my heart and that and that I was able to get closer. Like I started to feel his presence. I started to see his work again um, in my life and in my heart, which was encouraging. Um I guess additionally, like maybe to back up, I felt like at the end of, so December 2017, which is going way back, I, Mike's face just wrinkled up. Was that hard for you to think I'm just trying to think what happened in December of 2017. <laughs> Seems well, like such a long time ago. Yeah. I felt like the, God gave me like a scripture um, for the year and um, it's from the, it's from Zephaniah. And we get it in that Advent cycle of readings um, in the Catholic lectionary. But um, the thing, it, one of the lines that I was really reflecting on was like, he will rejoice over you and he will renew you in his love. And so I was just praying through that. And I felt like God faithfully pursued me with that scripture all year long for all of 2018. So um, again, so I was doing this four women doctor study and I was feeling like, okay, God is active he's moving again in my life and I can start to sense that and then I was having these kind of confirmations of that that scripture from Zephaniah again and um so I was feeling like okay I'm like things are starting to shift I'm starting to um you know feel his presence and um and I guess maybe I should maybe it's clear now that I say this but probably one of the prime ways that I that I hear God the most often is through scripture. So, um, I mean, I guess that's probably clear from what I just told of this story, but anyway, so then, um, it, you know, things were getting better until they weren't. And, um, I was just really feeling, I was feeling really hurt and really broken. And like, did God even want healing for me? Um, even though I could feel that he was with me, you know, um, it was like, I had this question of like, I know that you say that you're a healer and a restorer and that you make all things new, but like, do you want that for me? Or is that just like a general sort of thing for everybody, but not particularly for me, not particular to my own story. Um, and so one day I asked that, that question of God in prayer, just, I was like in my car and his answer was, of course I do. And so I just, I felt, you know, affirmed and consoled in that thought that like, okay, there was a reason, there was a purpose for all of this sort of hard work that I was doing in counseling. And that like, it wasn't all going to end in nothing. It wasn't going to be for naught. Um, and so then in January, um, I went 
to the SEEK conference uh, for FOCUS, which is Fellowship of Catholic University Students. I went as a staff member um, because I'm a part of a campus ministry team. And, um, you know, I just kind of had this really hard week. Um, And, oh, oh, let me back up. Okay. So also in December of last year, we found out that we were pregnant. Um, And I thought, okay, we have four kids already. So this would be our fifth. Our oldest is 15. And, um, you know, it was like sort of terrifying, (laughs) but also um, we were really excited. And I thought, this is it, you know, like this is going to be the healing that I need is this baby, that it's going to bring new life and new joy and just sort of be like a balm, you know, um, and so, okay, so fast forward, I went to the focus conference, which was at the beginning of January. Um, and I was just, I was, you know, just, I just had a rough week and I was experiencing some thoughts and some feelings and some questions of God that I just couldn't, I couldn't really wrestle with on my own. And, um, and I just felt like, God, I, I'm just like really sad. And if you could just give me any kind of sense of you, any kind of feeling of your presence, any kind of consolation, then I could, I could deal with all this other, you know, kind of traumatic stuff that I was trying to wrestle with. Um, but if I have to do it on my own, I just, I don't know (laughs) if it's bearable, you know, and I just kind of thought it's cruel. It's cruel of you, God, to bring all this stuff up again in my heart. Like all this stuff that I had really not ever taken the time to think about that I thought didn't really matter. Um, but it's cruel to sort of force me to look at it, force me to think about it, force me to deal with it, and then and then be absent, you know? So I, I met with like a priest friend of mine and sort of talked about some of that with him. And um, I just really prayed like, you know, for just for a feeling of his presence. Um, and then uh, about, well, let's see. I came back from Seek, and the next day we went for our ultrasound, and um, it wasn't good news. Uh, we, I went in, and they couldn't find a heartbeat, and, um, but they also they couldn't really. It, anyway, it's complicated. But he didn't know at that point. The doctor just didn't know if it was going to end in a miscarriage or if the baby was going to be viable, um, and so we were waiting. You know for ultrasound results. We were waiting for blood work. We were waiting and waiting, you know, a few weeks. Um, and so also during that time, I had kind of like an intensive counseling session, um, in which I came away from that, even though I, I went into this, this, um, session, you know, with the, with the, well, unsure of whether or not this pregnancy was going to be viable. Um, And so I just had a lot going on in my head and I went into it really unsure of what would happen. And I came out, um, it was like a retreat almost. Um, and I came out of it feeling really covered by God. I felt really cared for. I felt very, um, tended to, and like all of those hurt parts of my heart had been sort of bandaged up, you know, had somebody had seen them and cared for me in a way that I hadn't experienced before. And so even though I was dealing with this sort of unknown thing about this baby, 
I felt really covered. And I was praying with Psalm 91 um, when I was, I was on an airplane. And um, the, the line, the particular line in Psalm 91 where it says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will take refuge. And that was just a really beautiful thought to me of just being covered by God. And so I thought like, you know, I, if I, if I lose the baby, I'm going to get a tattoo (laughs) of a feather because I just felt so covered and you can't get a tattoo when you're pregnant. So it really didn't have a lot to do with the pregnancy, except for the fact that you can't get a tattoo when you're pregnant. So anyway, so, um, so I came home and we went to the doctor again, again, it was like, um, oh, okay. So we went to the doctor, I had blood work and I was waiting for the doctor to call me and I missed his call. And this blood work was, he was checking my HCG levels and going to kind of maybe be an indicator of whether or not the pregnancy was progressing. Um, and so I missed his call. And so I went, I was going to daily mass and I was just feeling really anxious, um, because I had missed the call and you know, what were the results going to be and all of that. So I'm praying at daily mass and I look down in front of me on the floor and there was a feather on the floor in front of me in the church, in the chapel. Okay. So I was like, well, that's awesome. You know, like I had been thinking about, I wanted to get this feather tattoo and really um, praying through that, that part from Psalm 91, where it talks about being covered with his feathers. And so then there's a feather right on the floor in front of me. So I picked it up and I felt comforted, obviously. And we got the call from the doctor and it was still inconclusive. We had to wait another week. And so fast forward, I'm driving to um, the ultrasound. The, this is the now the third week of, you know, what's going to happen. And I'm about ready to pull into the, into the parking lot of the um, OB's office. And I go around this line of cars to get into the turn lane. And the car in front of me has this giant feather decal on the back window. And I'm like, what? What are the chances of that, you know? And again, it's like in my moment of like, I'm really, I'm really anxious here. Uh, it was like God was just reminding me that he was caring for me, that he was covering me, and that he was with me. And it was that um, like tangible sense of being really uh just cared for and his presence, which was what I had been begging him for, for months, you know, like, God, why don't you see me? Why don't you see how I'm hurting and do something? And so here it was, he was just answering that prayer over and over again with these feathers. Um, and so ultimately we did the baby, we did lose the baby and, um, I did get a feather tattoo. It's very nice. (laughs) Um, Mike doesn't like tattoos because he doesn't like needles either. Bridges, needles. True. Bridges, needles, <laughs> balloons. Yeah. So um, so anyway, but I just, it was like since that point, God has been endlessly reminding me of his care for me. And I see feathers everywhere. And that's not like a miracle. You know, the fact that like there might be a feather at my feet is certainly not like, whoa, oh my gosh, call the press. But those first two instances, I think, were pretty remarkable and kind of unexpected. I think that there were some other feathers, though, that were pretty remarkable and unexpected. And 
there were times when she'd come home and she'd be like, I was having a really rough day and you'd never believe this, but I like said a little prayer and I said, would it be too much to ask for a feather now? Wait, don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell that story. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you forgot that story. No, I didn't. I was, I was getting there. So. All right. Uh, Rewind. (laughs) But, but you're right. There were lots of times where I was like, if I had my eyes open, if I was paying attention, then I could see how God was always, always whispering to me that he loves me, always like reminding me of his care for me. There was a day, um, probably, you know, maybe I actually think it was the week after, um, May, or it was fairly shortly after we had the miscarriage and um, I was in a, a campus ministry team meeting just sobbing at the end of the table and you know nobody in there maybe like one person knew what was going on but we're a team of you know eight or so people and so not everybody knew what was up and um, I just sort of like broke down at the end of a meeting and then later later that day I got an anonymous card in my mailbox at work that just was like you know, I see you and I see all the good hard work you're doing. And it said some really lovely things. But the thing that caught my attention was at the very end of it, it said, the father loves you more than you know. And I just was like, oh, it just hit me straight to my heart. Like that person, I still don't know who wrote it. I have I have thoughts and ideas. But, um, you know, that person, first of all, they they responded to God's call by just like reaching out in that way. And like they could have put anything in that letter, but they put that, that the father loves me more than I know. And that was just like the thing I needed to hear the most, you know? And so then this is the story Mike was going to, um, having me tell, but we went to, we went to a conference. Um, we went to a conference over spring break. So this is a couple months later and it's just kind of unbelievable. Some of the things that happened, but, um, they were getting ready to do this whole like thing where they came around and prayed over everybody, all the participants in the, in the conference. And, um, the, the, the people, the leaders of the conference were like, okay, everybody spread out and go around the room and, you know, like whatever, get to your spots. And then all of a sudden the guy on the stage is like, what? There's feathers falling from the sky. And we were inside, right? Yeah. We were inside a gymnasium, actually. Yeah. So it wasn't like a bird flew by or whatever, but there were like literal feathers, white feathers falling down from the sky onto the stage. And I looked at Mike and I was like, those are for me. (laughs) You know, and it was just kind of like, oh my gosh. And, you know, also... Again, it didn't have to be this like super miracle because you could certainly explain that through natural means like who knows what's nesting up in the rafters of a school gymnasium. But um, but it just was another way that God is like, this is for you. And not only for me, I think that was for Mike, too. Right. Yeah. 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 I definitely teared up a little bit. Yeah. I think that he just like seeing that. And knowing what I had been feeling and experiencing in prayer and knowing what we had gone through, I think it led to like a really powerful faith encounter for him, which I think we'll probably talk about another podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, and then we came back from that conference and I had had this like kind of powerful experience with the Holy Spirit and I was just setting up for mass on a Sunday afternoon and you know, not really praying, really, just kind of like uncovering the piano and setting up microphones. And I was just sort of like 
thinking like, is, was that even real? Like this experience I had with the Holy Spirit on this conference, is this even real? Is this even from God? And I would, and this is what you were talking about where I, I sort of just kind of tossed halfway a prayer into the sky and just said like, God, if this is real, would it be too much to ask for like a sign? Like maybe a feather? Could you just send me a feather? And I didn't even, re- I was not like really intensely praying. I was literally uncovering the piano and setting things up. And so I walked around by um, the back of the music area and on the floor was a feather again. Not, not just any feather, not like a white down feather from someone's winter coat. No. It was like this, like... It was a Holy Spirit feather. Yeah, it was red. It really was. It was. It was red, red with and yellow with yellow black polka dots. kind of <laughs> accents on the end. And, and it was big. And Yeah, it was a couple inches long, so it was pretty remarkable. It and I remember like, showing up that day for choir, because I sing in the choir, and uh, just like the she's like you're never gonna believe this and she was like look and just so excited and filled and it was it was beautiful and wonderful so yeah it was the most holy spirit feather that a person could find if there was such a thing so i have it taped to my computer at work because again it's just another reminder of like if i have my eyes open then i can see you know how god is always saving me how he's always coming to my rescue and so this is, uh, you know, this this podcast episode is about a feather, but this is a stone for me. Uh, I think for us, probably for both of us, that like even though like there was all this hard stuff, there was a battle, man. You know, I was I was I was in a battle, and we were in a battle, and there was a lot of sadness, um, you know, that sort of could have threatened to overtake us, um, but God he didn't let it, you know, and he, he took my hand when I reached out for it. And, um, it's just one of those things that I'll never forget. Like when I say that I want, when I want to say like, why do I believe in God? It's because of moments like this, where I can clearly see that he was working and that he was moving and that he was doing something beautiful, um, in my life. And so, you know, it's not the parting of the Red Sea or anything. It's not the, the crossing of the River Jordan or the feeding of the Philistines. But um, it is definitely worth remembering. And it's a story that I'm never that I'll always I'll always hold on to it. I mean, I've marked it on my on my arm now with this tattoo. That's um, your that's your stone right yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but it's just something I never want to forget, you know, that uh, that he was working for us. And also. Um, we actually made an Ebenezer. We did. Yes. It was, um, snowy and icy and everything, but we went to one of our favorite parks that we frequent, um, here in town and I love skipping rocks. Um, so I love taking the kids there and we just throw rocks and hang out for hours. And we went out on a snowy, icy day and walked down to where we throw rocks into a creek and um, collected a bunch of stones and built um, an Ebenezer. Yeah, a rock tower. Yeah, it's actually, I believe, the um, image next to our episode one. So if you want to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, that Ebenezer that we made, we we went out. This was after, this was the weekend after we lost the baby. 
and um, the feathers had already started coming at that point. And, you know, we were sad and we wanted to remember her and we wanted to remember how good God is to us, even in the midst of hard, hard things. And so um, we did. We went out, we bundled up, we built this beautiful little tower and all of our kids helped and we put her initials on the top of it. And um, we it, held hands and said a prayer and yeah. all cried and it was lovely. It was beautiful. And yes. Yeah. So um, so that's the story about the feather. Can I point out just a couple things, though, that sure. that I spent a lot of time listening because it didn't need any comments during it. Um, but we struggle a lot. And I think that what we can kind of see here is I feel like God is always striving for us and that we just have to, you know, keep striving for him and let him in and um, be willing and and have faith that these things are from him. I think that the more that Kelly had faith that, you know, these feathers were for her, the more feathers were there for her when she was struggling and the more hope that those gave her and the more hope that they gave me. And I remember as time went on, like I know how much she was struggling. I was trying my hardest to help and I just didn't know how, but these feathers would give her such hope and such joy and she'd share with me a feather and I'd tear up and then go to the other room so she couldn't see me crying because, you know, I don't like her seeing me cry. (laughs) Dudes. But I just think that that's a really important thing is to, no matter how tough things get, to just keep, you know, loving God, looking for, you know, those messages that God's trying to send to us. He doesn't come to us all like this big booming voice. Sometimes he comes in a feather. Yeah, or scripture, or a song, or, you know, it can be a lot of ways, but I think being open to the fact that God can use natural means to speak to us, or supernatural means, or anything he darn well pleases, because he's the king of the universe, and he can do whatever he wants, but being aware, being eyes open to the world, and the way in which he wants to speak to you, um, I think he is. He's always speaking. So, yeah, that's the one about the feather. Um, that's it. Well, that's not the end of the episode. No, that's not. We got one more thing. So, sorry. Yeah. These, we try for a certain amount of time on these, but when you go unscripted, you get what you get. It's still great, though. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess the last, um, the last question, right, is what is God doing in your heart this week, right now? So this is kind of an interesting thing. I'm, I'm, I will read books, but I like reading instruction manuals. Oh my gosh. So we like to <laughs> Again, walk. We I'm like really to read instruction manuals. And well, what was the other thing? The other I boring thing? Oh, it was okay. something from the would you rather section. Yeah, or okay. <laughs> but anyway, I, I like reading nonfiction a lot, um, but I still struggle finishing books. Um, and I happened to, we picked up a book actually at this conference in March, and um, I was blazing through it. Um, just really, really interested in it, really um, moved a lot by what I was reading in it, um, really having small encounters with God as I was reading it, and then it disappeared because um, Kelly took it and started reading it. And, <laughs> took it to work or it was in her work bag and I could never find it. But, um, this weekend we spent like six hours at the pool one day 
with our kids and I happened to find the book in the car just before leaving and I finished it. And um, all the angels rejoiced. There, Yes, the clouds opened. They didn't really <laughs> open. But um, I really just think that this this book really made me think about so much that's gone on in my life has really, you know, opened me up to God working in my life and and just came about the right time and and that God really placed this desire to finish it, to like seek it out and finish it. And um that's just something most of you are probably like, Oh, you just finished a book and I'm like, but that's a big accomplishment for me to like get through a book and it's it's I think true. it was over 200 pages, folks. So Whoa. I know that that's not long for most of you, but for me, that's sticking with something for a long time. So, um, do you want to give the name of the book? I, you know, I'll save that for later. Oh, okay. I'll save, Secrets. Yeah, I'll save that for you know when I'm talking about some stuff that is kind of related to some a lot of what was going on in the book. Um, but I just feel like God really placed this desire to like finish that book. Um, and it's something that, you know, I'll be sharing alongside some of my experiences in a later episode. How about you, Kelly? Okay. So the reason that we have no notes for this episode and no script and no direction <laughs> is because of what God was doing for me <laughs> today. Um, I was at, I was at daily mass today and just, you know, ready to pray and the readings for today, just like I f- was floored when I heard them. Um, and I think you'll know why here in just a minute. But so the uh, first reading is from the book of Genesis. And um, it's where Jacob is uh, lays down to sleep and he has the dream of the stairway that reaches to heaven and the messengers going up and down. And, you know, I, I know that story, but I have never paid attention to it much. And at the end of the, of the story for today, at the end of the scripture section, it says, um, he wakes up and he says, truly the Lord is in this spot, although I did not know it. And then, we, you know, a few verses later, it says, early the next morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head, set it up as a memorial stone, and poured oil on top of it. He called the site Bethel. And I was like, what? They're talking about our podcast. It's the memorial stone again. Okay, so that was first. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. And then the responsorial psalm was none other than Psalm 91, which is the one that says that he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. And I was like, okay, this seems like a sign that we should record this episode of the podcast. She actually dropped by my place of work for other reasons, but was like, you have to read the daily readings today and we are recording an episode tonight. (laughs) And I was like, okay. So I'm like on my car ride home and I pull into the driveway and get out my phone and pull up the readings. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. So I guess the answer here to like, what is God doing for me is just, I just feel like he's confirming things to me all the time. He is like, if I'm paying attention, he is trying to speak to me and he's trying to guide me and direct me and confirm that he loves me and 
I don't know, maybe that he has anointed this podcast. I'm just kidding. I, he didn't say that. But um, at any rate, it was a lovely confirmation and just um, kind of a beautiful thing for me to reflect on today and a good excuse to record the second episode of the podcast. Yeah, which if you're really clever, you can figure out what today's date is. Oh, whoa. That's like you have to be a super lectionary nerd to <laughs> do that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that says about you, but good on you if you know <laughs> if you know what it is. <laughs> okay. So I think that's it. So until next time. Thanks for listening. And how's God been working in your life? <laughs>